I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Let the buzz begin. The Great American Bash Part 2. Oh my God, thank you so much for joining us. It is me, Humza Mania, coming at you live with Global Voice with me here as well. Uh, we're going to recap the show for you today, Great American Bash Part 2. There is a new unified double champ first ever. Uh, along with the, uh, you know, we were just got out of lockdown. We're going back into lockdown. So what a great time to reintroduce the lockdown playlist. So we're going to have all that up for you and more coming up. But for first, first, first and foremost, I do want to introduce you guys to Flobo. I'm sure you guys are familiar with him. He does the after show at for Raw uh, with AfterBuzz. I uh, could go down and list a number of things for him, but it's just better if you check out Flobito.com. It's all consolidated in one, one place. What's up, Flobo? I'm good. Humza Mania, yo, Great American Bash. There's nothing more American than having you with your nice, sweet, sweet words describe the best of NXT action. Red, white, and blue stars will wash all over your frame. And I want to shout out to everyone in the chat, too, man. Thanks. I'm in there, too, like asking questions and how folks will run around with them. Oh, yeah. Please, please entertain the chat room. That, stay, that place stays busy. Uh, special, special hello to the chat as well as all of our followers on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, Emily May, again, cannot be with us. She is working on a lot of really cool wrestling stuff, but she misses us like crazy. She misses y'all like crazy, and she says hi. Uh, so, Emily May, you're here in spirit. We miss you. Yeah, if you got a moment, check out the site Safe Wrestling Collective. That's the organization that Emily May is founding with uh, Hobo, Robert Baines, who was on the uh, show uh, a couple weeks ago. Good stuff over there. And then last but not least is myself, Humza Mania. I do stand-up comedy. I like to host some podcasts from time to time. I like to, how Flobo says, fall on my back for a living, not stay on my back for a living. Pro wrestler, uh, it's me, Humza Mania. What's up, everybody? Now, kicked out. Kicked out. Kicked out. <laughs> Man, yesterday I did a kick out, just an FYI. I was training yesterday in a kick out. I got kicked in the face. How do you kick somebody in the face during a kick out? Yeah, what was, what was that about? He's just, he's a... He's an MMA fighter turned wrestler, and you know when they're MMA fighters, they can't really work like a wrestler. They're just going into to hit and kick, so bouncing all over oh, the ring. Oh, shots fired. Humza yeah. wants a match with Brock Lesnar. Uh, Confirmed. <laughs> all day, all day. Uh, street fight. Actually, speaking of street fight, that's how we kicked off the show, right? Mia yeah. Yim, Candice LeRae, street fight. Uh, now, question for you. Is Mia Yim the female Damian Priest? What? <laughs> Why, I, I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> Wait, what way? Help me out here. I mean, she is pretty formidable, if that's the way you're asking. Uh, she come, she came up short today, but in what way? <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. She's formidable. She's great. Obviously, she's a decent wrestler. Yeah. There's something missing personality-wise, and she's always there to enhance another talent. She's never there to really win or be the star, right? She's always in someone else's storyline. So to me, Damien Priest kind of comes off the same way, and I feel like both of them are in the same pickle. Ah, uh, the curious case of me again. Now, listen, I want to say this today. Today's match, I got a little bit more character development. I liked her street fight gear. Could put to me more in the mind of what her sensibilities are as a performer in the ring. Um, if I had to do my predictions going in, I thought she would have won. I thought, they say, would have gone over, brother. Uh, but Candice LeRae does have that background in those MMA hardcore matches, which is kind of ironic because it doesn't really come across here in NXT. And you're right. Me and him always tends to be the bridesmaid. How many times can you do that till people start losing faith? Well, the answer is infinite because there's no crowd. But I start to wonder <laughs> when crowds are coming back in where anyone buy into me and him, which is a shame because she's a sweetheart. 
you know, and, and it wasn't a bad match either. Like, it was very entertaining. They definitely tried to do some high, high spots and whatnot. Um, I was actually going to ask you, because there were a lot of high spots, but nothing spectacular. What was your favorite part about the match? I like the fact that they were willing to take out the, the weapons. The Kendall stick is something I thought was kind of banned. Not say it was a band, like a shadow band. That mm-hmm. was fine. Uh, the ending made sense on paper. I think it wasn't the crispest execution of that. But I mean, I mean, look, I can't do anything on top of a table, on top of a top rope. So credit to those women. But yeah, I like the fact that they didn't hold back. Um, Mia Yim was the protagonist, the face in this match, but she did very heel things. Brought the brass knucks along, like attacked Candice Ray behind, and Candice Ray supposed to be the poison pixie, but she barely got uh, alive herself. So a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And the ending was great. The ending was great. It, it hurt. The thing about the ending that kind of killed me though is, is typically finishers uh, when you fall into a bunch of tables end up being like a huge type of move. And it was just a simple swing, even though it, I know it hurt like heck. But it was a simple swinging neck breaker, you know? Do you think they could have gone with something a little bit more devastating at the end? Again, on paper. But that table was wobbling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to try to do like a sunset bomb if there's no ground to go on to. But That's yeah, true. I think you're right. There's always something to do it. Chuck, they Jack Farmer in the chat, by the way. He's just tearing it up in there. Why is Jack Farmer not joining us right now? Oh, wait. He has the AEW podcast, doesn't he? Yep, after yeah, after show. Got it, got right it, got after it. After this one. Uh, you know, interesting fact. I actually saw this today, and I wrote it down because I wanted to mention it. But 30 years ago today was the debut on Great American Bash for the one and only Vader. Really? Yeah, like today. I, yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool, man. Vader's a legend. It was a back, legend. Back in WCW days, you know? Yeah, um, man, were you Were you a WCW guy growing up? Oh, here's the funny story. Um, I used to watch both, but I liked WBF a lot better. My yeah. sister got me in trouble because she said it was inappropriate for kids. And my dad was like, you can't watch it. And then I convinced him that WCW is different and it's a PG show. So he didn't oh. ever watch it with me. So he was like, you know what? You can watch WCW, just not WWF. Okay. So I watched WCW for a while until I got back into sneaking downstairs and turning on WWF. That's my thing. <laughs> Fire loopholes, baby. Yeah. And then uh, following that match, I thought about you, actually, because they had Bronson Reed taking on Tony Nese in a Leon Ruff on a pole match. What? <laughs> Leave your boy alone. <laughs> I thought that's what was happening, right? F- fighting for the honor of Leon Ruff, who isn't yeah. even signed, but he's apparently your boy. So. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's getting some play now. He's even got video packages about him. They're mentioning his name. So, again, Leon Ruff, kudos to you. Now, just answer my DM so I can get you on the show. So what, 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 if I make my own video package, do I get a spot in the NXT roster? Is that what you're saying? You know what? Send me the package, and I'll tell you about that afterwards, <laughs> right? Okay. So uh, it was important- a good match. It was a good match. I love Bronson Reed. I love the fact that the, I see now NXT is giving a shot. A couple weeks ago, he had a match against Karrion Cross, where he ended up on the losing end of, but that's okay, mm-hmm. because here you reestablish a guy. You show the people that real men have curves. I'm down a thick boy. Why not? <laughs> I don't know why not, but you know what? Speaking of real men having curves, I want to ask you this question. Hit me. Tony Nese, Bronson Reed. Who has the better abs? <sighs> well, I mean, uh, he, uh, Nese has an ab window, so it's kind of an unfair comparison. I mean, he true. points to it many times. That is true. He's so Long Island, it's not even funny. <laughs> you know, I, I watched, uh, I now pronounced you Chuck and Larry yesterday, and Adam Sandler's character is a chubby chaser. So, yeah. you know, I was thinking maybe that's what Bronson Reed is for you. Damn time, Adam Sandler one time? Cool <laughs> I did too, one time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Bronson Reed won over this, right? So in my mind, I'm thinking they're going for like a push for him now at this point. Maybe they weren't at first. Maybe he was just uh, enhancement talent. Who knows? But now it seems like they're trying to actually work him into matches, storylines, and things of that Good. nature. Now, is, do you think this was a, a let's fill in these spots for this second part of our pay-per-view? Or do you think this was like, a, you know what? I see something in this guy. Let's see where he can go. 
Yeah, that's probably a bigger question to ask. It's very, very apparent that the idea of making it two shows for Great American Bash was a, a come lately thing. Like the match made event tonight was solid. We'll talk about it, but it was no reason why this should have been four hours. And unfortunately, a lot of the filler matches came tonight. But that's still, man, I like Bronson Reed and what he stands for, and the match was okay. And last year's breakout tournament of who's left, because, you know, Jordan Miles didn't quite work out in WWE, people are getting work. I mean, Raul Mendoza, Joaquin Wilde is getting involved, Swerve is getting involved, Bronson Reed times now. I like it, man. I like it. I like the direction it's all going. It's kind of new, in my opinion. It kind of feels fresh in a little way. So, uh, in my opinion, I'm really much enjoying this. Now, we mentioned today, we mentioned Jack Farmer, who's on the AEW After Show. You're on the Raw After Show. We're doing the NXT After Show right now. Emily May's working on these wrestling shows right now. Yeah. Tell the people where they can find all this action. I don't know. You tell me. No, I'm just kidding. This is After Buzz TV Wrestling and Sports, the premiere channel all in digital space to get all your wrestling news updates and it's not just recaps man i mean we have like interviews with the quarantine with the stars panel we got women's for wrestling weekly you really really check out but here's how you do it you're watching the show right now on youtube we're live streaming across the entire planet like comment in the chat subscribe subscribe share the show on social media and tell your friends where you're listening to but if you're like me and you say you know what i want to hop into my kitchen because i can't go to my car right now because i'm still in lockdown listen to my podcast i'll make my toast and cereal we're on itunes we're on spotify yo five stars leave a comment we read them all that's what we do with our lives because we kind of interpret them as performance reviews so five stars wherever you can like comment subscribe we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts here at the bus tv wrestling sports for making us espn tv talk if anybody wants to rent Flobo for their commercial, $600 per hour. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, you're, that was great. Okay. <laughs> so moving on, right? Then they transition. Now we have a transition, and we're in this area of uh, Rob Stone. And when he popped up on my TV, as you notice, he's making me laugh lately. I've been enjoying it a bit. However, yeah. it's, it's a weird kind of an angle came about. You know, Rob Stone's there with Aliyah. They try to talk to Shotzi, get her to become part of the whole, the Rob Stone group management program, whatever you want to call it. Killian Dane shows up and yeah. takes him out. I don't, I think I may miss something on that because I don't know where that came from. No, that's, that's random. And it's kind of random. A lot of storylines happening at once, right? Ali is getting featured more. I don't know what Chelsea Green is. She fired Robert Stone Brand. She fell <laughs> off. That was a bad move, boo, boo. Yep. And more importantly, the most important thing I saw in the entire segment, Robert Stone showered, has a brand new suit. No, I'm kidding. The most important <laughs> thing in that segment is that, yo, you've given Killing Dane something to do. Another yep. guy that's sizable, a guy that was, they tried to mess with Sanity, didn't quite work out, brought him back down to NXT. He's a, the guy who went back to NXT everyone forgets about. Everyone knows Holly Breeze. Everyone knows Finn Balor. But it's like, oh, yeah, Killing Dane. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, why not? Yeah, the guy that was in the pay-per-view that one time. I mean, yeah, that Royal Rumble, bro. The Royal the Rumble that one time. That one time. And Robert Stone's a perfect guy that can take a beating, right? And he's not a jobber, but he can totally take a, a – Yeah. He can sell it. Why not? He's entertaining, and He's on man. one foot too, poor guy. He got <laughs> by a tank today. He said – it was funny because his foot got run over by like a toy truck, and he's crying, I'm dying. The dude's hilarious. The dude oh, knows how to make anything entertaining, in my opinion. He's I mean, pretty that's funny. A pretty, that's a pretty big toy. I'm just going to say. I'm just <laughs> – you make it sound it was a hot wheel. It wasn't like a hot wheel. It was like a, okay. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, and then following that, we got what I thought was going to be the most boring thing I've ever seen, which turned out to be the best match in my opinion of the night, which was Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and I agree. if I could stand right now with that cutting out of the camera, I'd be standing <laughs> ovation. Like... That was so much fun for me to watch. Like the very beginning of it, the first one, five to 10 minutes was straight up mat wrestling. And it was, they were both very good. 
there's a difference between between the the play wrestling people do versus people who actually know how to manipulate joints and, and grab different areas and hook and pull and all that stuff. And both Swerve and Gargano were putting on a great show, in my opinion. I just want to know what you thought about the actual mat wrestling itself. It's it's tough, man. It really is because the the mat wrestling is is amazing. I think it's kind of the last bastion of like the last indie movement a lot of reversals it swear was actually one of the more intelligent wrestlers in the ring being able to anticipate movies lightning fast and quick uh i i i kind of felt on paper going into the great american bash that gargano was going to win his match against swerve i'm surprised it took gargano that long because we hadn't seen swerve i thought it had been a pretty one two i'm reestablishing myself as the dominant heel but after tonight, I'm like, I want to see more Swerve. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Gargano, you take a break. You had a good run, take a break. I want to see more Swerve. What's going on with that? Right, right. And, you know, we can get to Gargano in a minute, but I do want to talk about Swerve for a second because he's another one of those we've spoken about before. Yep, I was waiting for you to do that. I even put my notes. He's going to do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kill <shot. laughs> uh, So why is he one of those people that I think is very talented? He's one of those guys that I would love to even learn from if I yeah. could. Uh, but he doesn't get any play. Like, even on social media, he gets, like, no play. So why do you think that is for someone like Swerve Squad? What do you think you can change or make different to be a better overall performer? Well, my perspective is that I'm always uh, the story guy, right? Like I always said that wrestling is theater and around because 500 years ago when William Shakespeare was writing the storylines, everyone loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. Swerve is a 100% original creation. He is not a, he's not Jason Jordan. He's not Shelton Benjamin. He's not Bobby Lashley. If I have to compare him to people uh, of a certain color, certain shape, skin color in that group. So he has a cool idea. How do you write for that? You have to be swerve. You have to be swerve or you'll say, hey, I know you're talented. Go out there and maybe we'll do something. And uh, I'm not saying he's like difficult or whatever. I'm just saying is if you're writing an entire show, two hours, three hours, it's much easier to put, say, oh, Bronson Reed, big boy with guy who's small and a bully with abs. Go. They'd be like, well, what is swerve? Mm. Uh, But that is a speculation. I am not an insider. I'm just guessing. I kind of feel like you just read WBE to filth right there. To, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> wait. <laughs> wow, I, you just you just blew my mind. That was actually a great explanation of it because that's what I feel like is missing because a lot of the African-American wrestlers kind of come off the same as they come one over the other. They try to make themselves different. They always get pigeonholed in the same thing, keep smiling, sure. real big, whatever. And Swerve is very different, very unique. A lot like Leo was, in my opinion, Leo Rush, you know? Yeah, the um, man of the hour. <laughs> man of the hour. Now, moving on to Gargano, though. So I think Gargano was supposed to come off looking like this big, tough guy who's going to go through and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So yeah, that that's my take on it. So he's he's fighting guys who, no offense to Swerve, but according to the NXT, is, is it lower on the scale, right? As far as talent's sure. concerned, card-wise, and everything like that. So is it really a victory that he beats somebody that is like Swerve? And that's what ticked me off. All right, so you can't use Keith Lee because he had a title match that night. And so mm-hmm. randomly, uh, Swerve was backstage. You should have won that match pretty quickly and handily because you're that bad of a guy. But Gargano's posing like he beat Roman Reigns at Mania. And it's like, <laughs> and not even like in a cool, like, what an underhanded way. That's disrespectful. It's like, no, he felt like, oh, my God, I actually beat Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah. I was like, oh, Lord. I mean, look, he has his fans, and I don't want to talk too ill of him because that can get you fired around here. I'm just saying, for a character beat in this heel run of Darn Gargano, there are just some giant missteps. This makes me confused. That makes me go... All right, man. I mean, I'm trying to put the positive side, but you're making it really difficult sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> to end that on a positive note, his wrestling was really on spot on tonight. So oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good job for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the ring is fine. 
Please don't get fired. Um, <laughs> then, okay, now this part confused me a little bit because it has it featured my girl, Io Shirai, getting her little promo packages coming up now, being all cool, badass. Oh, Io's your girl? G yeah, I love Io. I love Io. G Genius of the Sky, but she's underwater for a promo. Explain. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're in the sky, you need to recharge, right? So you go home. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> Someone thought it was cool. Why not? <laughs> like, I thought you were going to go do the Avatar Airbender style of. Uh, she's a, she's a skybender and then a waterbender. <laughs> right. And Russell's too. I mean, dang. Yeah. Uh, I was going to call her the Globetrotter of the water. Oh, I got it. Genius like of the sky, right? Io Shirai, yeah. Globetrotter of the water. Do you think you she go. wins next week or what? Uh, of course. I, I'm, I'm, I'm behind her. I feel like WB is behind her. I feel like she's on her way up now. And she got what? The rubber stamp of approval from Asuka, in my opinion, when she came back and helped her out last week. So got that little bit of a rub. Uh, I don't see why not. She has all the makings, in my opinion, to be a star. And I think that if they continue to work with her and continue to just give her a little bit of freedom, but also put her in the right direction without putting her underwater, I think she's going to go over really well. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> a water for water match. A waterboarding match. There you go. Oh, oh man, the horror show? At the horror yeah. show? So how do you your eye versus eye match or into a waterboarding match? Jeez. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the match next week for Io Shirai against Tegan Knox? Who do you got? I, I'm surprised they stretched it out to, to next week, knowing full well that it could have been a, a marquee match this week and a pay-per-view quality thing. But uh, yeah, I I am not sold on Tegan Knox. And I alluded to this before. And I hate the fact that this came after Gargano because now it just sounds super negative. Like it's rolled into work today being like, I hate everything. No, I like Tegan Knox. She's fantastic. And, and, and people have, have called me out for this. But again, when she decided to internalize Captain Marvel and make all of her gear Captain Marvel, I, all I see is a superhero and it becomes cosplay. Now someone says, what about Ricochet? They literally call him a superhero, but Ricochet dressed in Ricochet tights. Okay, he's like a superhero. Not actually right. being that character. And they say, well, Mysterio, Gargano, they dress up in costumes in a certain match or a certain pay-per-view. So when we had Tegan Knox, who was dressing in all these Novacore like costumes, I don't know who she is or what she stands for. How do I get behind that sort of thing? It's like me coming in like with a Spider-Man like mask to do right. the show every week. You know, you're absolutely right about that because there's a difference between reaching the level of like a Mysterio and then putting on a Wolverine costume. Right versus always having a Wolverine costume on and calling yourself the Wolverine, right? That's right. kind of what, what, you're, what you're getting at there, which makes perfect sense. And Ricochet also moves around and flips and flies like a superhero. So it makes sense for his gimmick. Tegan right. Knox is not doing a, a 630 splash off the top. You know what I'm saying? She's she's barely going to the top. So <laughs> right, right. Uh, it totally makes sense on that aspect. I got um, EO next week. You got EO next week? Good. That's a good answer. I'm going to keep you on the show a little longer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Humza, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> My two times uh, moderating, I take over. We'll take it over. Now, we get to uh, a fun match, in my opinion, was the six-man tag match with the Legado del Fantasma. I wrote it down so I could be like you and remember everyone's name. Versus uh, Maverick and Brizango. And Woo! before we even get into the match, tell me about the entrance. Tell me what you thought about the entrance for Brizango as, in my opinion, what, was it Conquistadors? The Conquistador styling to come out? That yeah. cracked me up. What do you think? Oh, uh, the best part of the match. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I love the entrances. I love Brizango saying, look, it's a great American Bash one. We're doing like this luchador showdown, American Southwest, the battleground. I totally get it. And uh, even though they're there to have fun because, or they have a serious match, they're still there to have fun too. So I was all about that. And, and Legato looks like a legit force. I still don't know what they're about yet, but they still, they look visually super tan and mean. 
know? <laughs> Super tan and mean is what gets you through the doors in WWE. Right. So <laughs> that was the crazy thing about the entrance to me was I think they had the little shadow outline of these people and the entrance I, I thought it was like a video package at first and then i realized what was going on now it was that because it kind of surprised me and i was like oh that's pretty awesome i like that whole the whole setup everything was kind of creative right yeah i wonder great. whose idea I mean, that was probably them probably uh tyler breeze <laughs> now do you think that you would like to see tyler breeze or breezango in general uh team with mav and come up with the three-man group and go against the uh, escobar mendoza and and wild or do you think that they should after this match part ways and continue doing what they're doing it's hard to say. If it was my way, the answer was no. There's no reason why Breezango will come to Drake Maverick's aid more than once. I feel that's kind of weird. But two, like, you're establishing this evil trio. And we need someone who's their size that someone, someone else knows more that can root for them. That doesn't give many people many options, especially now mm. we don't know how many tag teams are on the table. So, yeah, Breezango's in the perfect spot. And you're probably going to see more of those kind of matches, rematches and stipulation matches. But if you had it my way, yeah, Drake takes on Santos himself, and then the tag team gets another tag team feud inside and shows a dominance that way. Got it. Makes sense. Now, my least favorite part about this match, however, was the entirety of Drake Maverick, Maverick trying to act tough in the ring all standing four foot three and and trying to call out Escobar over and over again. Whoa, and it, four it foot three, me, dude! Dang. Four, no, sorry, four foot four. My bad, four <laughs> foot four. <laughs> it, it, I love Drake. Don't get me wrong. You know I'm a Drake fan, but that yeah. threw me off a bit. Like he's he's was acting real tough yeah. in the ring, right? He was like, "Come on, I want you, Escobar." And I guess he's trying to tease that one on one for the 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 cruiserweight championship or whatever it is you want to call it. Um, but well, he got dropped on his neck, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> he got really dropped bad. on his neck. Well, the thing is, I mean, if you've seen any cartoon growing up, Mighty Mouse, Scrappy-Doo, Puppy yep. Power, he's going to yep. come out there and be like, yo, come at me, dog. I just got my job. I ain't got nothing to lose. I just signed my contract. So, Drake is basically saying to us, he's not scared. He ain't never scared. Well, he can't be, man. He faced unemployment during a pandemic. That is the most scariest thing of all. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it at that. It's the scariest thing of them all. <laughs> Worked his way back to a contract for WWE. Not even sure if that's a good thing nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, but, but what, at the end of the day, no matter what you, what you think and how you want him to portray himself, he's supposed to come off as a threat to Escobar. And, well, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, the chat is totally roasting you for saying he's four for three. They're like, disrespect. <laughs> how dare you say he's so short? <laughs> What's up, chat? I'm four foot two, so it's all good. <laughs> I, I, he's one of the guys I look up to. Da, da, da. Shout out to Evan Mack. Over Team Mack in the chat, man. After Buzz TV alum, overall best friend out there. Appreciate you, man. Uh, no, it was a good match. It was a good match. Can't knock the match at all. Uh, again, Legato needs it. They look like a million bucks. Again, I don't know what they're about. Because if you're someone who watches NXT every week, like we have to, like or we like to anyway, uh, mm-hmm. they were people that were abducted. But everyone who abducted became <laughs> part of the group. So who was abducting True. everybody? They're mean, taking over the crew with the vision. They're a unit. But who are they out? Who are they after? Why are they together? Why would they even align themselves? Is he a right. messiah like Seth Rollins? Is he a bruiser? That has mm-hmm. to be answered. So I hope it gets answered next week on a regular NXT. True. Did they ever answer who was the people that originally kidnapped those two guys? Weren't there some other masked men that did it originally? Did they? Did they That's like, what get I'm saying. They were, they were like, yeah, the masked guys rolled up, pulled away. It was it was it was it was uh, Mendoza, then it was Joaquin Wild, and then next thing you know, it's Joaquin Wild, Mendoza, and Santos. You're like, what? Who kidnapped? <laughs> <laughs> Are these people just 
hanging out and like on Craigslist, they go, I'm a mass kidnapper. I think I that right. Or did they just did they hand the masks over afterwards? Did they go to WB shop, get a little mask and two, do the thing? And they, you could take this from here. Yeah, I'm gonna kidnap. Well, where's the mask? Oh, I'm sorry, it's my constitutional right not to wear a mask. Put away that mask. You know, like I don't get it. Right, right. Um and, and, and it, you know, following that, then we just had a, a very quick I, I introductory match, if you want to call it, right? It was what Mercedes Martinez against Santana. Mercedes Gary. Martinez, yes. Okay, you seem excited about this. I'm going to keep my comments to myself. You tell me your thoughts. Wait, wait, wait why? Were you not excited? I was. I, I was. I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting. I think that the whole purpose was to come off and sh- come off like really strong, really powerful, really good at wrestling. And she seemed to have a lot of missteps, in my opinion, a little like. It's soft moves, soft kind of looks. And then all she kept doing was turning to the hard cam and making faces. That was my take on it. So that's what I kind of wanted to hear from you first before the chat starts roasting me in the, uh, in the chat room again. Well, I have you know that Mercedes <laughs> Martinez is a living legend. 20 years in the game uh, from, from the East Coast. Had a family and wrestles. She never stopped. Uh, one of the hardest hitting, most technical wrestlers out there. She can stretch you out. She can punch you in the face. A legit someone who scraps like on the street. You can't be like, yo, Mercedes, you whack. She'll come after you. Now, to be fair to you, it does seem like, what I thought was pretty curious, it does seem like they're giving her a different in-ring style. If you go back to the Mae Young Classic where she was uh, on, on display for the NXT and WWE audience, she did a lot more of that uh, high-flying fly, high or semi-lucha kind of mm. hybrid between technical wrestling and lucha stuff. Now she's basically in that Reina Raquel Gonzalez spot where she's going to do hard-hitting moves uh, and a little bit slower down pace. I am not sure that's because of her advanced career or I'm not sure that's a new chapter in her character, but I am on board for two reasons. One, if you're in the performance art, you have a right to change and upgrade. You got to try something new. It can't do the same thing we're doing every five or, or 10 years. And Agreed. two, we don't really know where her spot's going to be. With Shayna Blazer over there on the main roster, who's the really like, that, besides Rhea Ripley, who's a gonna kill you character that has a spot open for Mercedes Martinez. So why the heck not? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, if, if From what you're saying and what it seems like, kind of similar to what Escobar went through, right? When he was going through the actual tournament, we were talking about how how not as good as he typically is he kept showing up. And I guess it was because NXT wanted to do their own thing with him. So I think you're right. I think you're right. Mercedes Martinez, she might be just going through a rebuild, rebrand through NXT based on how they want you to do things, which is a lot harder to do when you're restricted. So I guess I just got to give her a chance and see where it goes from here. I'll say this. If you watch a Mae Young Classic again, because if you watch it back-to-back, I think, and you're like, I still don't get it, then fine. Totally fair. But, like, if you're just like, oh, wait, I haven't seen her match in a year or so, and you put this on, you're like, what the? <laughs> I totally get that, too. You yeah, know? true. But- true, true. I got to go back and watch that. I got to go back and watch that. It's been a while. Um, you know what else is going to come back? I know it's going to come back. I mean, we're going to go into another lockdown, aren't we? So we can only do it right by bringing back the lockdown playlist yeah for those of you who don't know the lockdown playlist is like if you're like me man you love nxt but you can't go outside because your governor or state official said stay inside and wear a mask well this one's for you because frankly uh we did both the other things was uh banned now since this great american bash time i gotta go back to one of my favorite great american bashes 2007 and it's not the best great american bash at all but it's actually one of my favorites two reasons one, the theme song, Church of High Addiction uh, from, from uh, Cobra Starship has like the fireworks things. My life is electric. And I'm so, the second thing is I'm so impressed about who got uh, the, most, the most better use out of their talent on this pay-per-view. For example, the great Kylie was in a triple threat match against uh, Batista and Kane. 
right? On paper, you think they'd be like, weird. Like, I don't do that. But frankly, given all three men's talents in that ring, it was amazing. I mean, given what we had, the expression, Batista got a little bit of work in there. And I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, I didn't appreciate Batista when he was an active competitor. But right now, going back to his stuff, I'm like, yeah, he had it. But also, and more importantly, is a main event. Right, guy, let me see this one. John Cena takes on Bobby Lashley. Now, if you've been watching Raw the past couple months, MVP has told Bobby, you haven't had a match in 13 years. This was this match. The main event, John Cena, Bobby Lashley had the, the two packages because packages always mean the title may change hands or not because <laughs> John Cena pretty much dispatched Lashley pretty handsomely. But I can see that a younger Lashley with both of his eyebrows had a lot more spunk back then. Uh, I guess why I got to say that if you have the time, check it out. Great American Bash 2007. You know, I'm going to talk to WWE about getting you your own little segment on the network. The Flobos Lockdown Playlist. Everyone will <laughs> love that. I guarantee I'm in, it. I'm in the vaults, like, looking like, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's funny. It's, 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 I'm gonna, I can see them bringing you on, getting your list, and firing you and renaming it to, like, Drake Mavericks, you know, under <laughs> yeah. five-foot list. Oh, man. He's going to come after you, bro. Like, <laughs> you better stop. I'm like, yo, Drake, he's over there. <laughs> I, better, I better not talk too much, but I feel like I could take him. I feel like I could take him. Drake Maverick, if you're listening out there, what you gonna do, brother, when Hamzamania runs wild on you? You are challenging Drake Maverick to a match? Yeah, I, I mean, if he watches this, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does, but you're, on, you're challenged, man. All right, y'all in the chat, clip this out and tag Drake Maverick and make sure you know where Humza lives because you're going to come over there and stretch him out. But... Next week, I'll show up with a black eye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we went to the main event. Oh, Before I do that one time, I just want to say thank oh. you so much for the chat. Shout out to Barry Mack, Heidi Mack, Teresa Mack, all the Macks, Max of Winterfell, everything tournament every Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I didn't even know where I was. Oh, yes. We're basking in his glory. The main event, the North American champion, Keith Lee, takes on the NXT champion, Adam Cole Bebe, in a unification match. Uh, at least I think it's a unification match uh, for both titles. And yeah. Keith Lee comes out on top. Who predicted that? I don't know. I didn't see that anyone predicting that. Although I did see a bunch of like veterans and, and, and current superstars, majority of which went for Adam Cole. But there were someone who said Keith Lee was going to take both. Are I don't you know pointing who it yourself? was. Um, was that what's that? Oh. Are you pointing to yourself? Sorry. Some, sometimes <laughs> For those of you listening play. to the audio version of this podcast, <laughs> I'm just pointing himself with both fingers. <laughs> I was right. I mean, so, yeah. now, before we even get into the match, you know, there was a bunch of video packages from all these Hall of Famers, Mick Foley and Mark Henry to be the ones that I really picked up on. Mark Henry went for, for Keith Lee. Mick Foley went for Adam Cole. But then Shawn Michaels came around. He went for Adam Cole as well. Drew McIntyre, Adam Cole. Do you think that they were all saying Adam Cole to throw us off? Or did they all legit think Adam Cole was going to take this? Because I didn't see it that way. I do think it's a bit of, if you're doing that kind of package to really hype it up, you need someone on both sides. I'm not sure what they believed in. But you can't be like, oh, it's, it's now Keith Lee's time. Because if he does win, it kind of cheapens it. And if he doesn't win, it's like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool to see who's on one side or the other side. Um, Unfortunately, it's a tactic that's used a bit too much often in wrestling in general, because AEW does this too. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, as a, as a fan, I was like, all right, let's get to the match. Right. AEW is nothing but ex-WWE wrestlers that just came together, right? Like a bunch of ex-girlfriends getting together and bashing somebody. So. Dude, you were shooting on everybody tonight. Oh, Drake oh, Maverick, Jack Farmer. Like, what's going on? <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't get a contract next week, <laughs> after I... 
I busted my behind for three and a half weeks. Yeah, <laughs> three and a half weeks. <laughs> but what do you think about the overall match? It was, and in my opinion, it was a little bit more slow paced. I expected a little bit more um, wow moves, but you know, overall, it was still pretty pretty solid though it was. What do you think of the match itself? Hmm. Well, I thought the match was okay. I thought it was solid. Um, I kind of wish they got thirty minutes or forty minutes for that match. Uh, but it was like a 15-minute deal, and there's no more overrun. So we kind of like, oh, guys, going to wrap this up. But it told the story we all thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to be the last shot. It's going to be the, the Panama Sunrise. We thought it's going to be the Spirit Bomb or the um, the Big Fake Catastrophe. Like we all mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. Be play in play there. It was kind of like slow and then super fast, chunky in it. But it was pretty solid. I would love to see a, a pure rematch and a takeover uninterrupted. I think that's where both of them can really, really shine. But for a pay-per-view TV hyper special event. Hit all the markers. Yeah, it's like uh, the fourth Avengers movie, right? It's like you expect everything to be there. It's all there. It did what it had to do. It was cool. Can't really knock uh, it, but it was fun overall. Um, yeah. What do you see now? Adam Cole is the longest reigning NXT champion, right? Or was as of yeah. today. Maybe uh, one of the best. Where does he go from here? Because he, I think he's hit the ceiling when it comes to NXT. I don't think he can do anything else. But what do you think he does from here? Unfortunately, Adam Cole hit the ceiling when he won the belt. And that was a problem. Yeah. Uh, if you want, if you want my grizzled old veteran take, right? The the problem with the Undisputed Era and Adam Cole is that they have talent for days. Roderick Strong gets laughed at, but he was a hard striker. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are fantastic together. Adam Cole was a mastermind. He can talk, and he had that Weasley Ric Flair type of cowardly heel that somehow still won. When they won the title. Adam Cole was protected by this group that were no longer the savages. They were just, they were just like the four horsemen. They kind of showed up like, yeah, we're awesome. Okay, great. Bye. You know? And yep. so for months you had to like feed him guys and feed him promos. And, and thankfully the, the situation with Saudi Arabia happened in the fall because Adam Cole got a chance to defend that title on three different brands. He got hot again. He was like, oh my gosh, Adam Cole's a workhorse. Oh my gosh, Adam Cole's putting to work. He was always putting to work. People stopped caring about him. So now yeah. you have this. There was no other opponents for him. So as, as much as where does he go? I mean, he was at his ceiling. Now without the title, he has two choices. He can either go out to the main roster, Raw, SmackDown, or he can go back down the card and hang out with Ciampa and Gargano <laughs> and high-five them with Finn Balor at, at catering. If I am an investor, if I was a shadow booker, I'm totally in a cult to Raw SmackDown, for sure. Yeah, I can only imagine, though, Adam Cole wants to, would want to, as any wrestler would, try to go to the top if he can. You know, I just hope the main roster doesn't treat him so badly like they did Finn Balor. And uh, Ciampa doesn't even want to go to the main roster because he knows he's going to be treated badly there. So um, <laughs> yeah. He's on yeah. borrowed time, too, like career-wise. Yeah. He's, a, he's an old guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, uh, I mean, and I can see Champa having a good backstage role after all is said and done, but not enough about him. Um, Adam Cole, man, I'm really excited to see where it goes from here because I really can't think of what's next. So whatever's next is going to have to be new and kind of exciting. Um, otherwise, he's going to just kind of fall to the wayside, right? I, I hate to be that guy, man, but he is very, he's very undersized. That isn't, that isn't the problem. I mean, Charles Michaels was an undersized competitor. Mm-hmm. If you go to Raw, if you go to SmackDown, you have guys like Gulak, and you guys have guys like Daniel Bryan. They're also smaller guys, but I don't think Adam Cole's style meshes well with them. I'm not saying they won't work well together, but it's like this loud personality with these technical wrestlers. So I would say, character-wise, put them in the Raw. But Raw is like the Atlantic Giants. You have guys like Kevin Owens doing nothing. You got Seth Rollins in it, a long feud. Like It's, it's going to be hard for him to find his space. He needs a crew. He can't be by himself. If he's with the crew, the crew needs something to do. I right. say Raw because the tag division needs more bodies. 
why not? And I'm not even sure if Kyle O'Reilly is even in play anymore because he's not right. on TV in a while. So that's my choice. Might bring the whole UE up to the main roster, you know? I, build up I think so. Four on four. That'd be yeah, four on four. They don't have the gold anymore. Why not? Yeah. Continue on like the new DX style or something. I don't know. I don't know. The thing but, is, they, they only worked when they shot the system. And at NXT, they <laughs> became the system. So it was like, right. I get it. I, I have T-shirts. I have Undisputed Era T-shirts. But it's like, okay. It's like DX06. <laughs> <laughs> now where do you go? But okay, enough about the loser of the match. Let's talk about the winner of the match, Mr. Keith Lee. Uh, first question I have, before I even get into what you thought about it, what he's going to go in, all that good stuff is, now he has two belts. Now, correct me, is he, is he, oh, whoa, what do we have here? The hacker from SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> it's Evan Mack, baby. Mr. Evan Mack, how are you doing, sir? Oh, he's, uh, he can't he's hear still- us yet. Evan Mag is in the chat. He's, he's actually on standby. Uh, uh, have you ever seen three bald guys in a room together? Oh, he's actually he has hair. He's cool. <laughs> oh, did he? I, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Evan Mag, if you can hear me, man, tell me how's going on. Oh, what's going on, man? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. There you go. What's up, sir? What up, brother? Hey, Hamza, nice to meet you. I haven't ever, ever officially met you, but pleasure. Hamza, what up, baby? Yeah. I'm, uh, if I ever grow hair, man, I'm gonna do that little pink thing you got going on there. That's awesome. Bro, listen, I'm, I'm losing hair, so I'm just hanging on, <laughs> hanging on for dear life. <laughs> hanging on for dear life. <laughs> well, I mean, since we got you here, what an honor. I mean, have you? Did you get a chance to watch NXT tonight? Did you see yeah. the Bash? Yeah, I watched it, man. And I, I was, I was watching. I've been watching y'all show, but but I, I watched the whole thing, man. And it was, um, it was cool, man. Like I said, I pretty, I pretty much thought. Um, Mr. Bay Bay was gonna lose, man. Um, I heard what um, Flobo said. I 100% agree, man. Like that's that's what what are you gonna do when you when the after the prophecy was fulfilled? You know what I mean? What what could he do? You know what I mean? Right. I I need him to be on Monday Night Raw, just calling out somebody like that Monday. Like, listen, hold on, as we love Mr. Bay Bay comes out. I'm like, listen, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm too big for NXT. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. I see him on Monday nights for sure, for sure. That's 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 great. I mean. I don't want to take away from Keith Lee, though. I mean, that's what I want no, to no, talk no. about it for the second right here, right? No. Keith Lee won now. I think he has a great future ahead of him. I don't think he has much time to get that to get to that future. I feel like he needs to do it now, if anything. Uh, where do you think Keith Lee's going to head from here? That's a good question, man. I was thinking about it. I mean, Phil was kind of talking about it earlier. And I was thinking, it's you, you can see they had, they had Cross in the, waiting in the wings. I don't know if that means that he's going to go right for the um, North America title or straight to the big title. The way they're booking him, you would think. And you go over like the, the NXT like championship, right? He right. over here flipping it though. He over here tapping out to Michael Champion, or he's putting him to sleep. But like, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, um, I think he's gonna have a run. He's gonna have a good run. And and the one thing about this quarantine that's going on to me that could be a good thing is you don't have about crowd noise and people swaying how things go. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like when when, Dan- when Daniel Bryant got that push, he wouldn't have got that push in the quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have gave a damn. They're gonna do the plan. Batista was gonna win the rumble. Batista's gonna win. Yada yada yada. But when, but because of the fans and the way they react, they there's no crowd noise reaction. So this is the perfect time to experiment. That's why right. you get the boneyard match. That's why you get these different types of cinematic matches. So I think this is the time for Keith Lee to have a good run. Um, why not, man? Why not have a run all the way up until Mania? I don't know. But but he's good. he's dropping one of those belts though, right? Yeah. So, so that's what I'm asking you. Sorry to cut you off there, Hamza. Do you think he's going to have both of them, or is it going to be like a Becky two belt situation? Where he has to defend both the same night. That was oh, my sorry. question. But how? Yeah. How how long can he keep both, man? Um, 
No, he. Oh God, man! I don't know. You, you keep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, listen, I like Mr. Bay Bay, man. Listen, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the two belt situation or anybody, even Mr. Bay Bay. True. You know what I mean? I like. I like multiple belts. I like belts spread out amongst everyone because everybody on the roster can go for something and everyone can eat. You know what I mean? That's like this. I. It might look good and good for that guy that has it or that gal who has it, but it's always dope to see multiple belts spread out because not everyone's a main eventer everyone's a main is that mid card is that undercard that's that i love i love that european title back in the day man you know what yeah. I mean? thank you yeah. my favorite division because yep. it's, it's one of the best man because you can you can have other guys have something to fight for even the hardcore title has something for people to fight for you know what i mean so i hope not too long I hope not too yeah. long Finch. Either way, I feel like it's going to be exciting. And, and yeah. European cha- shout out to the European Championship because when I was younger, we went to the store. My mom's like, pick a belt out since you love wrestling. And I got the European belt wow. because, because Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy had his first singles title. Yeah. And that was what it was. Matt Hardy, like, D'Lo oh, Brown, man. The shout best man to ever hold that belt D'Lo Brown. The real I'm talk- deal. I'm talking about my experience. I'm just saying, in- man. I just, right, I'm just right. speaking <laughs> on his experience. He's speaking on his. You just, you try. He, you ruined his childhood. You I'm, ruined sorry. Like- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I turned heel. I'm my sorry. whole life, I've waited to tell this story, and this is what you did to me. <laughs> I'm like, man. But but, hey, check it out. So we're coming close to the end of our show. And I just, before I even take off, Evan Mack, we don't get many chances to have you here. I want to know if there's anything else you want to say to the people since we got you here. Is there anything on your mind that you want to share? How have you been doing through the quarantine? All that good stuff. I mean, I appreciate you, man. Uh, shout out to the chat, man. Mon is in the chat. I see Haywood in the chat. Uh, who else is in the chat? Dylan Matthews, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy in the chat. Oi, oi. Um, yeah, appreciate everybody that watches this, man. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, quarantine is interesting, man. We're just, I'm trying to come to California, man. I'm trying to run amok. I'm trying to run amok in California. And y'all Californians keep acting a fool, not social distancing, <laughs> not masking up. I'm trying to get there loot and get it cut loose. I need them to open up stuff, man. Everything's all closed off. Y'all mask. Up. That's what I had to say, Humza. Y'all wear masks, social distance, so Evan can come out to LA and run a muck. Sounds great, man. And, and oh, keep wait, in mind, you guys, cut promo on Humza, and that's okay, but I cut a promo as bad. Why did he cut a promo on his? He's like, y'all people, he didn't wear a mask. I'm just, all right. I did not destroy his entire childhood. <laughs> let me let me find out that you two are working for Drake Maverick here and cutting promos on me. Yo, I heard what you said about Drake. I heard what you said about Drake, man. It was not nice. It was rude. <laughs> Even when you gave him an extra inch, I was like, that is just this disrespect level. <laughs> I, with all due respect i love you drake uh signing off though <laughs> evan mack i'm sure most people know you here but how can they find you in the future if they want to look up look oh, into anything you're doing god evan t mack instagram and twitter and whatnot uh check out me and flow bowl we got the everything tournament every two day twitch on his twitch on his oh what's, what else at all facebook man it's cool we just chat it up and run them up maybe have hums on one of these weeks you never know man Made the it's call. Three man show. And Flobo Boys, where are the people going to find you, even though they know where to find you? They know that they love you. Yeah, I know, man. On Twitter at Flobo Boys, on Instagram at Flopito. Check us out. Brand new podcast called What's Up Flobo After Hours, available on Spotify and YouTube. The Everything Tournament with that man, Evan Mack, and Justice for Kurt Russell every Tuesday <laughs> night on Twitch streaming live. And me, my man, Jack Farmer, has wrestling with your questions yeah. every Thursday afternoon. But you know me, man. I'm wearing my mask and I'm social distancing over here alone in the club. In my apartment right now. <laughs>
<laughs> That's awesome, guys. And if anyone Ooh. wants to find me, you can go on to anything that Flobo has social media wise. Look into his likes. Search for Hamza Mania because I like everything that he does. And if you have me on the podcast once or twice, who knows? Uh, but until then, guys, please wear a mask, stay safe, sanitize your hands, and do not forget that Black Lives still matter. See you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.